It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And the Irish gardener, Peter Dodal, joins us as usual on this Wednesday afternoon. Afternoon to you, Peter. Before I get into the questions, there's a number of them uh, on on our uh, coming into us. I know you when visiting a particular garden over the last week or so, and with social distancing and all that, uh, there's a video on the Irish Garden, our Facebook and Instagram. Just tell us about what very famous person, sporting person, uh, you went to visit, and shows that everybody does go out and spend time in the garden. Well, there you go. The friend of mine who who everybody when I mention his name will know him, but they won't know him as a gardener. And he might be the last, I've given it away by saying he, but he might be the last person you'd think of as a gardener. And he's got such, he's always been into it, but he's got such benefit from it um, over the lockdown with his small children like myself. And he's had such benefit from it, like everybody in the country. Uh, and it's up on Facebook and it's got tremendous reaction because, of course, it's Peter Romani, the rugby player, it's his garden. And everybody will know him as uh, somebody getting down and dirty on the on the rugby pitch, but you may not think that he's out there tending his herbaceous and cutting back his alliums at the same time. Um, so the video turned out very well, and he, I'm very happy with it, and everybody seems to be delighted with it. The reason I did it, John Paul, was just to illustrate to people that, you know, everybody everybody gets benefit from the natural world. I suppose there may be an idea that, that the only people who are into the gardening are anoraks like myself, and, and those of us, as we get older, you tend not to think of, you know, a a much younger person, a hugely influential role model, and you know he's done everything that can be done on the rugby pitch, and uh, and he also gets it, if you know what I mean. He gets the benefit from the garden. He gets the addiction, and uh, I wanted just to illustrate to people that it's the garden and gardening is is for everybody. It's for everything. It's not not just for for aging, balding, middle aged men like myself. It's for everybody. And so yeah, have have a look at it. It's up on Facebook, the Irish Gardener. See what you think. And he's, I've seen, because I follow him on Instagram and his garden is spectacular, so he does keep uh, uh, keep it looking well and it shows no matter what you do, you can tend to your garden. I know he's growing veg and everything there as well which is good to see. A lot of people have gone back to growing their own veg, especially over the last year from once. But we'll get into questions, Peter, because there's a number of them coming into us. I'll start first with Jack, who's in Waterfall. Now he has onions, he plants and he planted them recently, but they're very slow growing. So he wants to know, should he give them some tonic drench or what should he do? Um, yeah, you could feed them at the moment. You, you could. I would go with the, the Nature Safe, which is an Irish product. It's a seaweed-based or totally organic, totally plant-based uh, product. So there's no animal byproducts in it. So if there's a vegan in the house, it, you're, you're perfectly safe to use it. Uh, so, so some of the Nature Safe Atlantic seaweed feed is what I use. Uh, I wouldn't overdo it at the moment. You could also give a bit of a mulch around them, uh, a mulch even with just 
homemade compost would, would do just to improve soil structure and nutrient value. And also for, for the next drought that we get, I say tongue and cheek looking out the window at the moment, uh, but for the next drought, a mulch around the plants will also help. But don't go right up around the collar of the rose because that could lead to, to the rose, or, sorry, to, to the onion, because that could lead to the onion rotting as well. So a mulch, but not all the way, not all the way next to the plant and feed it with the, the nature safe Atlantic seaweed liquid. Okay, Mary's in Kishkeem. Her hydrangea buds seem to be being eaten by something. The marks on the buds are not slug marks. Any help? She says they're not slug marks and far be it for me to doubt her. But before she said that, my immediate reaction would be slugs because hydrangeas do get eaten. The hydrangea flowers do get eaten by slugs, unfortunately. If it's not slugs, <coughs> and of course it may not be, um, but I, I don't know is the short answer. I can't say without seeing it. Uh, it could be caterpillars, but I, I honestly think it's most likely slugs. I'm sorry, even if you don't see them, um, it, they, you know they tend to come out at night time, so it, it's still very possibly them. If not, no, I'm not sure. I'm afraid I draw a blank then if it's not. Okay, here's an interesting question. Tim is in Breen. He recently gave his dog a trim himself as the dog groomers were closed, but he wants to know: Can he put the dog hair in the compost? I don't see any reason in the world why not. Um, you, you shouldn't use uh, animal what's the polite way of saying it, <laughs> animal feces in a compost bin, because of course there can be pathogens in that, and we obviously all need to be incredibly careful of things like that. Uh, but with dog hair, I don't see any reason why not, because it is just going to compost down and break down, so I would say yes. Okay, on WhatsApp, a person wants to know, can I plant seed potatoes again for potatoes in the winter? Do you know what? I've never actually, I've never grown seed potatoes for Christmas, and you can do that. You can do it in a polytunnel. I wouldn't recommend doing it outside, but you could do it in, in a polytunnel if you have some, if you have one. My advice would be give it a go. As I say, I've never done it just because I, I don't want new potatoes at Christmas. I want I want my roasties during the winter. Um, but you could, I, as I say, I would err on the side of doing it inside, and certainly don't do it on the same patch of ground that you grew potatoes already. I mean, crop rotation is something particularly with potatoes and potato blight and disease prevention is something you'd have to take seriously. So uh, I, I would try them. I would try them indoors and in an area where you didn't grow potatoes before. Okay, Bernice is in Malano. Her roses, she said, they were looking great, but the rain has played havoc with the flowers. If she cuts back the whole plant now, is it likely to flower again this year? It, 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 the first answer is it depends on the variety, but the second answer is most likely yes. Most likely they will. Um, so when we do get periods of rain in the summer, which obviously is regular and often, uh, this can happen to roses where the buds rot and they don't open properly. And even if they did flower, the flowers are just battered and bruised. I'm looking out of my own. Uh, so do I would cut them back, and I will be doing that this weekend with my own, but um, don't cut them back too hard. So really you just want to remove the, the flower buds or flowers that, that ha- haven't really performed. Uh, don't cut too hard into, into the into the rose bush, and you should see a second flush of flowers. I would feed them again, again, going back to that nature safe, go for, maybe for the nature safe uh, tomato food with, with the seaweed in it, because the tomato food is very high in potassium and phosphorus, so that will help to promote new flower buds relatively quickly. So I would cut them back, but not too hard. And on WhatsApp, a person has got Escalonia hedging, but from half down, they're just bare when uh, I can set slips. So when can I set slips basically in the ground? Because from half down, uh, the hedging looks bare. Well, if you want to set new plants in front of it to, to kind of mask that, that bare look, you could do that at any time of the year because you'll get them grown as, as, as pot-grown plants. You can do that at any time of the year provided you water it if you want to put in new plants. Alternatively, if you want to put in new bare root plants, and Escalonia tends to be less and less available as a bare root plant. But if you did want to 
that the plants don't bother that haven't been grown ever in pots they've just been lifted in the nursery the, 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 the roots are exposed you can only do those during the winter so if you wanted to do that but when she says if you want to set slips so if you want to take your own cuttings off at the time to do the cuttings will be now this time of year kind of July and August uh, take about four inches four to six inches of this year's growth cut at a node which is quite simply where the, the leaf meets the stem that's the node because that's where all your auxins are and the, the, the hormones which will promote the development of new roots but I wouldn't just them into the ground in front of the hedge. The, 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 the some may root, but more won't. So I would put them into a few seed trays or a few little pots full of compost. They will root quite quickly at this time of the year, particularly if you have a little glass house or a polytunnel. But even if you don't, leaving them outside, they will root relatively quickly. And as soon as they have a root system, you could you could you could plant them into the ground in front of the hedge. Okay, and this is Gillian in Chambly Moor. Gillian has a Loganberry bush. Now, it was small when she got it, but now, of course, it's growing rampant. Now, she wants to know how big can they grow and what is the best way to look after this? Kind of indeterminable because they're, they're a climbing or a rambling shrub, if you like. They're a first cousin of, of you know, the, the bramble, the blackberry, which will, will grow, and we all know how, how vigorous they are. So Loganberries are very, very vigorous. I hope she's got the thorn left Loganberry, which are, are widely available in garden centres. Uh, and the reason I say that is anybody who's listening will know why I say that because the thorns of a loganberry are vicious, um, much worse than the common blackberry. Um, but the fruit is just gorgeous. Loganberry fruit is quite tart, but it's, it's just gorgeous. Um, but it's indeterminable, if you like, as to how far exactly it will travel. So it, what I would do is I grow it up against the wall, uh, put some wires along the wall, or even trellis and just identify during the winter, identify the shoots you want to keep and train them along the wire and cut the side shoots back towards that within a few inches of, of each shoot. It's hard to describe it over the radio, but if you if you identify one main shoot, tie it along a piece of wire, identify another shoot, tie it uh, along another piece of wire, maybe going the opposite direction, and you'll have lots of growth coming off those shoots. So you want to reduce those, the growth coming off it, the, the, the stems coming off it, they're what we call side shoots, reduce them to let's say two or three inches from the wire uh, and you can do that with as many as many shoots as you want depending on the height of the wall you could do it easily with six or eight shoots and you know uh, let them grow a meter on either side and then you have a good healthy productive plant but manageable Okay, and I've got a number of questions about red robin uh, shrubs and Margaret in Dunamore uh, has one and I think this sums up a lot of the questions we're getting in. Uh, Can I cut back a red robin shrub at this time of the year? It needs severe cutting back as it's gone very big. Okay, the the answer to that question is is yes, but be very careful. The answer, if it's in a hedge, is no. And that's from the wildlife point of view, not a horticultural point of view. And be very careful, even if you're just cutting down one shrub, that there aren't birds nesting in it. So first of all, have a very good look at that. If it's a hedge, it's illegal to do it until the end of September, so don't, okay? Because there could be birds nesting in it. Now, when you have a a, a red robin shrub like that, that's gone kind of leggy and woody and all the growth at the top, you do want to cut it back hard. If you cut it back very hard and go into the brown wood, you do risk killing it completely. You do risk it not coming back. So it will regenerate, it will come back, but it's a gradual process. Uh, so what I mean by that, it's an evergreen shrub, so you do need to, to leave some foliage on it so the plant can photosynthesize. So cut back, if you, if you can understand what I mean, cut back as hard as you want, but ensuring that you leave some foliage below where you have cut. So if it's very, very leggy and woody, you might only be able to cut back six inches or eight inches uh, to the bottom pair of leaves. But what that will do, John Paul, is that will encourage these dormant lateral buds, which are further down the plant, that will that will 
start it'll start to produce seeds beneath where you have pruned because you'll have all the energy coming up from the soil through the same root system, but now it can't it can't go to the extremities because you've removed them, so it has to come out the sides. So cut back as hard as you want, making sure you're leaving greenery below your cut. That will encourage more greenery to come on below that again, and then you can cut back harder. And it's step by step. It's a gradual process. But if you do it, let's say, three or four times over the next 12 months, you will get to where you want. Okay, Peter. Well, thank you for that. Uh, We're back again next week answering your gardening questions. We've got to as many as we could today. We'll carry some over for next week as well. And we'll chat to you then. Peter Doddall there from the Irish Gardener. Check him out on Instagram and indeed on Facebook. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.